going to be surrounding the basic topics of magic mushrooms or psilocybin medicine. Um, Grab a cup of tea or something warm to drink that will soothe yourself, whether it's just a cup of water, just grab a nice comfy space for yourself um, as we dive into this beautiful plant medicine and understand the origins and the basics of it. I'm very, very excited to be able to present this podcast as it has been something that's been weighing on my mind for years. And so when someone presented this topic to me, it really grew and expanded within the community. And that is what really got me excited about it to know that so, so, so many people were interested in learning more about this medicine. Um, I'm going to start off by saying I am not a medical professional. If anything, I consider myself an herbalist, a psychonaut, and a deep researcher, a deep um, truth seeker. And um, I definitely will be speaking a lot from my own experience as I have um, experimented with this medicine for quite a, a while now. And I want to bring forth all of the scope and perceptions that I have picked up with this medicine. Um, We'll also have at the end, a lot of people had questions, so I did take those questions down um, so that we can kind of dive into the questions that you guys are diving deep into um, as far as wondering uh, about certain things about the magic mushrooms. So the way that I formulated this Um, podcast is by doing a who, what, when, where, why, and how segment on um, each part of that that relates with psilocybin. So we're going to start with what exactly is psilocybin. I did do some deep research so I could have exact definitions. As a lot of you know, I did start this podcast to help myself articulate things. Um, As I have no air in my chart, it's very difficult sometimes for me to communicate the ways that things work and the ways that I understand things because I'm such an internal being. I'm such an emotive feeling being. Putting words to those feelings for me sometimes is very, very difficult and it always has been that way. So the way, um, the reason why I created this podcast and uh, in the beginning really was to help myself communicate the information to the masses that um, I felt was important and needed to be relayed. So I definitely recommend people to do deeper research as this is just a really like the top of the crust of what psilocybin medicine is. It's such an expansive, deep topic. And I highly recommend if you do have interest after this podcast to do your own research and see what you find that resonates um, and learn more about this uh, medicine. The important things that we need to understand with these medicines, these shamanic medicines and these plant medicines and these psychoactive medicines is that we are honoring them by learning them. The more that we learn how to function with this plant medicine and the more we take our time to study this plant medicine is is very very important because it's going to help our relationship with this medicine grow and stabilize and become more clear and the clarity with this medicine will be much much more 
apparent and potent. So I'm going to share a couple uh, resources for your own research that you will be able to consider or look up on your own. Of course, there's shroomery.org, which a lot of people know about as far as kind of like a Reddit forum type of site where people can share their experiences with certain strains or people can share their questions and have their questions answered by a large variety of opinions and people. Another site is arrowid.com, E-R-O-W-I-D.com. That's kind of another informative uh, forum site. Mushly.com, ancientpathnaturals.com is also very, very good. Those are all more informative, um, knowledge-based things. And um, we're going to talk more about tripsitter.com. This is if you are someone that is journeying and you find yourself in a situation where you are having kind of a low trip and you're having a hard time um, jolting up your trip and jolting up your journey to a more positive, high vibrational level. Tripsitter.com is great because there's always people on standby to um, have a chat with you to help you Uh, to help kind of guide you through your journey so that you're not stuck on a certain blockage or a certain uh, dark aspect of a trip, which is natural. It's helping us move through these blockages. So tripsitter.com is really great for anyone that um, maybe has done too much or maybe just journeyed and ended up being alone or however it is. You just need someone there to kind of help assist your journey. I highly recommend that. So we're going to start with what exactly is psilocybin. By the definition, psilocybin is a hallucinogenic alkaloid found in some, not all, toadstools. What is an alkaloid? An alkaloid is a member of a large group of chemicals that are made by plants and have nitrogen in them. If you want to get more into the science and the chemical compounds of psilocybin, I highly recommend checking out those sites that I mentioned and doing your own research because there really is so much and each strain really is different and includes different things. Um, The important thing also to remember is psilocybin is indeed a psychedelic, meaning it relates to substances that apparent the expansion of consciousness and affect the the psyche, which also is an a psychoactive and also meaning it affects your psychic mind or your psyche and it also can induce hallucinations. So really what psilocybin is acting on is the prefrontal cortex of the brain or the region involved in helping control our moods and perceptions analyze our thoughts and regulate abstract thinking it impacts levels of serotonin in the brain one of the naturally occurring chemical messengers related to feeling pleasure so this kind of resets our chemicals in a way especially if you suffer from depression that we're going to get into that as well because that is mainly 
why I use and love this medicine because I am someone that has chronic depression, always has, and this has been my savior medicine for helping me work through those low bouts of feeling and resetting those chemicals to a more balanced state personally for me because what we have to remember is, yes, we all are chemicals and energy, right? But we all don't have the same levels of chemicals. Some of us need more something than another. Some of us need less, etc. So that's an important thing to understand. That's why holistic health is very important because holistic health refers to the whole system, not just one part or one symptom. It looks at the entire system and it looks at each person individually and what each person individually will need to be healthy. And not always will it be the same as others. So when psilocybin is ingested, the gut converts or metabolizes in the body and turns into psilocin, which is similar in structure and action to serotonin, which enhances mood and is involved with your learning, thinking, and memory function, as well as your sleep and your appetite levels. Those that suffer from depression have lower serotonin levels. That's just something that um, people that need to realize that they have, when they do have depression, that means their serotonin levels are low, and there's things that are needing to be adjusted. It also decreases the network activity and the default mode network, which drives ego loss experiences. So this means that this medicine is allowing us to be less fight or flight and it is really inducing a space of flow where you feel as if life is just flowing and natural and you don't feel as much of a pressure to live life in general which can be a lot of the time what people with depression suffer from. The average trip time is um, around three to eight hours. Um, it depends what strain you're using, also it depends how much you take, etc. But the normal average trip time, even if you do a, a light microdose, um, three to eight hours, three to six for most, but eight for larger doses and stronger strains. So let's move into a little bit of the history of psilocybin. Who discovered and used the medicine? So we talked about the what and what psilocybin actually is, and now we're going to talk about who discovered and used it. And it's said to have been around since ancient times and used by vast cultures and groups from North Africa to Europe to Australia as there were many cave paintings found from 9000 BC and we saw in the cave paintings these mushrooms all over the world in all of these different countries and continents so it was it's only said to that to make the assumption that um, this medicine was used by vast cultures um, for a long period of time. It was really introduced in Western culture in the 1950s. Um, Gordon Wasson was a successful banker and also uh, was into science. And you can do um, more research on him um, and the history of um, what he brought to the table as far as psilocybin medicine. 
and he traveled to Mexico to learn more and he brought that knowledge back to um, the States and there's a lot of other um, important people to look and note. Uh, Terence McKenna is a really big study of mine. Um, when I first started diving into this medicine I really connected deeply with Terence McKenna and his studies and um, listening to his lectures and a lot of them can be very deep and um, a little confusing, but I really enjoy listening to uh, scientists and philosophers and research scientists uh, expand on their consciousness with their discoveries. So that's one person um, really to know as well that contributed to the Western world's psilocybin understanding. Um, we also know that a lot of species actively seek out psychoactive substances, and here's just a few examples. Reindeer in Siberia and um, some certain parts of North America eat the Amina, Amanita muscara mushroom, which is the red one with the white um, dots on it. It's also known as the fly agaric mushroom, and I want to note this is psychoactive, yes, but it is poisonous and it can be toxic to the system unless it's parboiled in water as the toxins are water soluble. So if these aren't prepared correctly and these are ingested, you can um, become inebriated and you can have a lot of nausea. Um, that's just one thing I wanted to note. Those red ones with the white on top are not to be eaten raw. Um, another creature that um, really enjoys a psychoactive experience, dolphins ingest the psychotropic venom of the pufferfish. If you've ever seen, there's been a couple things about um, dolphins passing forth the pufferfish and ingesting um, that venom that comes out of the, puffer, the pufferfish uh, for a psychoactive experience. Also, jaguars consume vine, the vine and the root and the leaf of the hallucinogenic cape plant and psilocybin is found in every inhabitant inhabitable continent so um also another um thing foxes also seek out psilocybin to eat um, the, um from what we know from the aztec and mayan culture these um, cultures referred to them as the Tenonicatl. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but that means the flesh of the gods. That is what they refused. That that is what they said about these mushrooms and these plants. They said that these mushrooms were the flesh of the gods and um, it's also known that Siberian ancient Siberians would consume the reindeer urine containing the psychoactive elements of the amina mascara mushroom um, so that they would not get sick but they still would be able to take in these medicines so it's really safe to say that these mushrooms kind of made their way through each culture and each understanding um, and phase of evolution because one, we have the cave paintings, but also we have Aztec, Mayan, Siberian, all these different parts of the world that all have similar understanding of how psilocybin affects 
So now we're going to be getting a little less into that history part and we're going to be talking more about the present part, like when do we consume mushrooms? Mushrooms are best consumed with proper set and setting. Of course, this is something so important to take into account. Chaotic situations with unpredictable energies are not advisable settings for journeying. And I'm going to say this from my own experience. I had no idea what I was doing when I first started to experiment and um, mesh with the mushroom. And I will say that I did abuse the mushroom um, before I could really learn to respect it. I really did abuse this medicine and it did catch up with me, which we will talk ab about um, in a little bit. But I want to really stress that when you are journeying, that you're not journeying to escape a situation. You're not journeying because you're upset or you're angry that day, but you're journeying because it feels aligned and it's more of a ceremony for yourself and to bring in that integration with your highest, truest version of self. It's recommended to start with smaller dosages and work our ways up once we see how our bodies react to the medicine. That is also something I did not do. I did not respect the medicine like I said. I did larger doses and that did not affect me in a proper way that was in best alignment for myself. Um, you don't want to be in a bad mood when you're taking these medicine or such as after an argument as the medicine may amplify a darker journey when we feel stuck or we're having creative blocks or experiencing bouts of depression it is the best to microdose first and work our way up to the more experience the more experience we get the more we can increase our dosages as we feel more comfortable in a comfortable setting such as home or camping with calm energy around and calm music with calm frequencies is best. Lighting candles, creating a nice space with your decor and altar, and really preparing your ceremonial space with sacred intention is so important. I always clean up and prepare a comfy space before I journey. I set the intention like this is going to be my ceremony. I'm going to make sure everything is in place, everything is clean. And I also turn on a YouTube playlist that will last a few hours so that it's in the background and it's always a positive frequency to return to. Daytime or night will depend on your preference depending on when you like to journey best. I personally like to journey in the evening times. A lot of people do. Um, this is completely up to you and it's going to um, take a little bit of exploring and experimenting with yourself but a lot of people do prefer the evening times as it is relaxing and there's no other loudness or other distractions and we really can just zone in with the medicine and like I said we do not take the medicine to escape the world we take the medicine to journey deep into ourselves and help root what we may be causing blockages when we can take three to six hours out of our day or night with no outer disruptions is a great time to take them um, in a relaxed and safe environment in the company of those that make us feel safe and comfortable. Like I said, the soft lighting, comfy environments, low-key journeys are best. So not really taking them to festivals or large groups of people where you're not really going to know the energy of what's going on. Because personally for me, I'm a super empath and I absorb everything around me. And I don't want to be on a heightened psychoactive state of mind when I don't know exactly what energies are going to be 
be around me and especially advise this for people that are new and have not been working with this medicine for a while making sure always to uh, not abuse the medicine and respecting the medicine is of utmost important with working with any plant medicine and really any substance that affects us um, in an energetic and psychoactive way now we're going to talk a little bit more about why we do the mushrooms and different reasons why um, we use mushrooms to enhance our creativity assist depression which is a disease of the mind or a dis-ease of the mind we also use it to connect deeper to ourselves and our mother earth mushrooms also decalcify the pineal gland or the third eye which receives information about the light dark or circadian cycle from the environment and conveys this info to produce and secrete proper melatonin for our bodies um, and melatonin or, or circadian rhythm and melatonin is released into the blood and the brain fluids and helps our biological clock it becomes balanced from less calcification and the things that cause calcification on our third eye is the fluoride pesticides insomnia migraines artificial and processed foods it's going to really throw off our circadian rhythm um, those with depression microdose often to keep depressive symptoms at bay like me um, sometimes it really depends on what i'm working through sometimes i will microdose once a week sometimes twice or three times a week sometimes once a month it really or i'll have one journey larger journey a month or one larger journey every three months it really depends once you start working with this medicine you will be able to start gauging with yourself but i always recommend starting out small before increasing your dosages and increasing the amounts that you do them integration time is extremely important not just taking these medicines and taking these medicines and taking these medicines you have to allow your body to integrate these medicines it also like i said it helps with the different it keeps depressive symptoms at bay um, and it also is really great for addiction therapy so that's when you would do a little bit more of a dose and work on increasing your dosages it also allows the ego to take a back seat like we talked about and be dismantled possibly um, even so resulting in calmer moods and more of a relaxed flowing nature and it also allows us to honor our relationship and appreciate our relationship with nature as we are nature it brings the truth of our inner nature out um the intention setting part is extremely important as we said and first knowing why we want to take this medicine and how it will positively affect us before we take it is number one having the proper knowledge on why we are taking this medicine and what exactly we wish to get out of the experience rather than just taking them with zero intentions and that was what i did before i took the medicine without an intention the medicine is so much better used and purposed when you have an intention for where you're traveling for and what you're journeying for if our sleep schedule is off and we are feeling more stressed than usual or we are experiencing insomnia anxiety or depression frequently mushroom therapy may be an active solution to regain harmony and balance in the body again and as well as not just the body but the mind and the spirit 
because it all integrates. It's like a reset to the brain and heals the stressed neuron receptors. The result is a more relaxed nature, harmony, distressing, and refreshing to the brain, which communicates to all of our body's organs and parts. So it really is a wholesome integrative medicine for our whole entire system if the medicine is called to us and if we because some people, m mushrooms will not be for you. I'm gonna say this right now. Not every medicine is for you. Not every medicine is for everybody. Just because your friend really works well with this medicine, maybe you that's not what you need. Maybe you need something else. And I wanna stress that. Just because other people have these experiences with certain medicines does not mean that your experience will be the same. And it may mean that you may not even be attracted to that medicine. A lot with these medicines, if it's for you, it's gonna come up in your scope a lot. It's gonna come up in your perception. And you're gonna feel intrigued and called to this medicine. So where do we take mushrooms? Um, it's advised to have a calm setting and possibly an experienced guide to journey with you for your first time. And safety is number one, like I said, and tripsitter.com is really amazing for those that don't follow those guidelines. Please take utilize of that site um, and take use of that site and share it with your friends and others that you may know may do too much or may not um, listen to directions or take heed to safety. I don't recommend taking them in unfamiliar environments, like I said, and or around unfamiliar people. Um, the best place for me personally at home or a trusted guide space is best. Wherever you will be safe and undisturbed, wherever you can feel safe to be and express yourself truthfully with no possible danger or harm around you. Even camping or being outdoors can be a helpful space as connecting with nature, gazing at the sky and stars can also be very therapeutic on your journey and very integrative. As long as you're in a safe, clean and familiar space, that is truly what matters. Set and setting, like I said, is most important along with your set intentions and creating spaces are a plus as you may release or creative spaces are a plus as you may release through dance and movement, singing and painting. Any type of artistic pursuit is really, really fun on um, on this medicine. So um, how? what are ways that we can prepare this medicine? Um, it is advised for beginners to start with a lighter dose or even a microdose. Microdosages can range from 100 milligrams to a half a gram. Personally, for me, I will do the smaller 100 milligrams or 200 milligrams. Um, I have a great farmer that makes some amazing um, microdose uh, medicines that's also mis mixed with cordyceps and lion's mane so it really keeps um, other um, maybe uh, symptoms or um, effects that may happen like teeth chattering or temper change, temperature change which does happen on mushrooms sometimes it keeps those at bay and I prefer to do a smaller amount and increase if um, I like sometimes when I even do half a gram it's a lot for me as I'm very sensitive but I'm very um, different than you perhaps and you might need more or less it really depends and it really is recommended to start low and then increase it just depends on the person and the tolerance and what your specific needs are start small increase as you go and as you gain comfortability taking too much as a beginner can result in what is called psychosis a mental disorder characterized by a disconnection to reality 
Um, it's very important to start light and increase as you learn what your body needs. And I will say personally, I have been through psychosis and it, it lasted probably three years. Um, and for the first two of those years, it was very, very, very uncomfortable. I did not really, um, I was very disassociated with um, the planet and others and it really really affected me and it was a dark night of the soul space for me I'll just say that and um, I not that psychosis is completely terrible but it really is not a comforting feeling and it's really it's really not fun and if I can advise anyone against that experience I absolutely will please start low and then increase your dosage as you feel more comfortable I would take no more than one gram for first timers. Smaller micros can be done more frequently. Larger dosages, meaning one and a half grams to two grams should have more time in between to allow for integration. Meaning if you do a larger journey, maybe wait a few months until you do another journey or even just do one journey a year. That's all some people need sometimes. We need that time to integrate all that lesson and message. Um, as I've heard certain psychoactive medicines, especially mushrooms, they say in LSD that that is about seven years, um, depending your dosage and how much you're taking and when you're taking that's about seven years of therapy packed in one journey that's why this medicine is so great it really works on the neurons and the chemicals in our bodies that has all this trauma and it helps release it um, mushrooms can be grinded up into a coffee grinder and put into veg capsules or vegetation vegetarian capsules um, after measuring and you can take it as a supplement um, you also can steep it into tea with lemon and honey for those with sensitive systems and stomachs because um, when you eat raw that's when a lot of the um, nausea feeling comes so a lot of people that do have problems with ingesting the mushrooms raw please try it in a tea or try it grinded up um, but the tea is really probably the best way to go as far as um, uh, the stomach problems. Some also like to make treats like mushroom chocolates to mask the taste and preparing for your journey can take the mushroom you can place those mushrooms in a singing bowl or you can place them on an altar and kind of or a bed of crystal so that they absorb that positive high frequency energy and intention. Some people pray over their medicine for weeks before consumption to induce intention results. Um, if you do it in a tea, it will have a faster come up and quicker come down and zero stomach ache. So that's another thing. It is a little bit zoned down and a tea is definitely recommended for beginners as it's a perfect way just to have a little taste. And if you're not enjoying it, you don't have to finish your drink, but you can kind of sip it as you go and increase. There's um, also, I want to say, uh, this was noted by someone, um, we don't boof or inject mushrooms. I don't know who, who would think of doing that, but that's a no-no. And I, I just want to bring that to intention right quick. The ways that I said, meaning eating them raw, steeping them in tea, grinding them in a coffee grinder, putting them in a supplement pack, and making sure you're praying over them or intending what this medicine is for. I will talk to my plants, my mushroom. I will say, you are going to help me with this, or please help me assist this blockage. This is what I would like. And sometimes it's not going to be exactly that, but it's going to take you on a journey to show yourself how to get that. So that is the who, 
what, when, where, why, and how. Now we're going to dive into the amazing questions. Um, Also, I'm just going to talk about some of these key points real quick. Um, There's a movie by Paul Stamets, who's... um, uh, an amazing researcher of mushrooms as always has um, been a researcher and a um, psychonaut himself it is available now on um, Netflix his movie Fantastic Fun Guy so if you um, want to learn more about the inner network and the growing of mushrooms and how they grow and um, the more scientific basis of it it's a really beautiful film I think it's about like an hour and a half long so if you have Netflix check out Fantastic fungi it's a really really beautiful um, film and very informational for those and I recommend if you are interested in mushrooms before you take them learn about them watch these things or even while you're on your first micro watch that movie it's a great movie to watch Um, like I said having intentions before taking them absolutely super important so you can guide your journey and and you know where your journey is taking you Um, you don't want to mix um, the medicine um, unless you're more experienced and eventually you figure out your chemicals and what works best with what but as far as beginning and working and becoming acquainted with psilocybin I highly recommend just keeping it to the psilocybin Um, sometimes I do mix with cannabis at the end it depends if it's raw mushroom I definitely will mix with cannabis to kind of offset some of the temperature changes which can happen um, when taken with raw but when I do my microdose capsules with the lion's mane and cordyceps I really have no um, side effects like that Um, and like I said I wanted to really um, focus on the psychosis part and not taking more medicine than you need and not taking these every day and abusing them and allowing the medicine to integrate and respecting the plant because like I said I did not respect the plant first and I paid for it so with my mind and my mental space so I was very much in a psychosis type of space for a few years and it was very scary because I did not know if um, I would ever feel myself again and that was a very uncomfortable feeling to feel um kind of like a fishbowl type feeling and I would not want anyone to feel that way because it really altered my life in a huge way and I want to also mention the more full of a stomach you have um, the less uh, potent the medicine will be and the less food you have and less digestion you have to do um, the more potent the medicine will be Um, next I'm going to talk about the plant, um, the questions that you guys had, because we had quite a bit of questions. So someone asked about different strains for different experiences. And this was something that I had to dive into because I know there are so many different um, strains out there. So, so, so many different strains. There's Penis Envy, there's Golden Teachers, there's the Mazapotec, there's other um, beautiful, beautiful kinds and strains off of those strains. So um, so another uh, mushroom I just recently tried was a Thai mushroom. I forgot the name exactly, but it um, originates in Thailand, and it was a beautiful, euphoric experience, absolutely beautiful, and that was my last journey. So um, 
there's the cubensis, which is the most popular um, type of psilocybin, and it's homegrown, and it's a species from cow dung, and easily can be grown inside, um, and it's the most it's the most commonly spread outside. Um, psilocybin. There's also the wood lovers, which grow mainly in the Pacific West, which you will learn a lot more about in that movie, Fantastic Fungi. And it's also a lot stronger, those wood lovers and their alkaloid contents, and they're very much harder to grow indoors. Um, the more alkaloids equals a stronger trip. Always know where your medicine is coming from. Don't just take medicine from anyone. Always know where your medicine is grown. Very important. Um, also healing-mushroom.net is a really beautiful site for understanding more about the different strains that are available. Um, strain search is going to be a lot. So that's why I did not include that a lot in this podcast because there really is so many different strains and you will be able to see which ones uh, resonate with you. And by looking at the forums and seeing what people prefer, you'll be able to really gauge. Um, I did write down a few though, some of the, the three ones that I mentioned, the top ones that um, I know of. The Golden Teacher um, is a really average to medium high potency Um they're usually shorter trips and they're more euphoric, euphoric feeling than visual. The penis envy is more visual and it has a faster onset and it's very potent. They're more uh, mental and emotional rather than physical. Um, I don't really enjoy these mushrooms as much. I do, I've had them a few times, but I definitely prefer Golden Teacher and Mazipotec, but that's just my personal experience. And the Mazipotec are more um, visual. They're really great for the spiritual experience and they're higher sensory experiences. And these are really great um, for uh, beginners um, that are beginning to seek with mushrooms and those are um, I'm pretty sure they're from uh, Mexico um, the next question was uh, creating ceremony or topic was creating ceremony for deep emotional healing and respect for the plant so um, like I said really creating your space not doing these journeys in dirty spaces because you're just going to notice all the dirt you're going to note and you're going to that's the energy that you're going to be consuming so really creating a ceremonial space for this deep emotional healing that you're going to be going forward with and really showing the mushrooms that you're showing respect for their messages and the wisdom that they're sharing with you um and as we talked about microdosing for depression, I said I it really depends on how you're feeling and what you're seeking from the medicine. If you are someone that suffers from depression and wants to start, I would really start with a smaller dose and light, um, load or um, continue to gain as you feel more comfortable. Start with a smaller dose. Um, I do 100 milligrams. The most I'll do for a micro is um, a half a gram. Um, but it's usually around 100 milligrams to 200 milligrams and it depends my micro doses will be different sometimes I'll need more medicine sometimes I'll need less you really have to be your own judge and your own guide and really understand your own intuition to understand how this is affecting you and that's why we start lower before we start higher um, and we talked about the dosages that we had for the mushrooms, um, the different the dosages that you can take, um, the milligrams to the gram. Um, for 
microdosing, like I said, around the milligrams, socializing and partying. Um, I would even personally, for me, I would do a, a microdose for socializing and partying because I take on so many people's energy and I don't want to take on all that energy, especially if it's an environment that I'm not very aware. But if it's I'm more aware and it's more relaxed, I'll take more. And for deep trips, um, I'll take more and I'll usually be alone in that space. And um, that can be from... Uh, 1.5 grams to 2 grams to up to 5 grams which is called a hero's dose but I'm not going to recommend that to anyone that is inexperienced and does not know what they're um, signing up for because we do not we want to avoid a psychosis type of situation for everybody anyone that has experienced psychosis will tell you that as well um and someone asked about daily and weekly protocol for microdosing. As I mentioned, um, it depends on how you're feeling. I would start with a low, low dose, and I'd try um, one day, and if that, you, if that was great, uh, maybe the next day I would do the same or add a little bit more if you have the time. And if not, do it once a week. It really depends on your timing and what you have going on in your life. And um, the lower dosages, sometimes you won't even have any like major effects and you'll still be able to function around people and um, like you were regularly. It's just a little boost. And those I could take um, three in a row, 100 milligrams, three in a row, and it's just giving me exactly what I need and integrating exactly what I need. Um, someone asked also do we need a break or rest to reset our tolerance absolutely if you notice that you're taking too much or you're taking a lot um, mushrooms definitely can um, they need the integration time they need the integration time so a break and a rest is always great because when I come back to the medicine after a break or a rest it's really like home and it, it feels aligned in exactly how it's supposed to be um, we don't want to abuse any medicine. We don't want to abuse any plants, any medicine. So again, we're not using, we're not getting addicted to these. These aren't very addictive in the first place. What is addictive can be the escapism that some people enjoy. They enjoy to be in that space and realm all the time. And that is not what we're supposed to be doing. Um, there's another question is, is there a hangover? Um, for me personally, I don't. I feel a lot more sensors. Uh, my sensory system feels a lot more open. Um, some people will have temperature things. Some people like to take the next day off and just spend it in nature or spend it doing um, really relaxed things with themselves or yoga or breath work or a retreat, which is really beautiful um, because it's really allowing this mushroom and this brain new um, neurons connecting to really create space. So I would definitely recommend like momentum um, or movement um, practices the day after to kind of integrate the medicine. There's not really like a hangover feeling though. Um, but the psychosis is definitely a hangover that can last for years, months, weeks, depending if we how badly we abuse the medicine in our bodies. Um, how do mushrooms compare vibrationally with other drugs and medicine? Uh, mushrooms, I would say, if it had a, if I had to explain it as a vibration, I would say it's a very shamanic vibration. They're multidimensional, so you're not always going to get the same thing. Um, that you get but it's and it's not like alcohol and it's not like weed it is very hard to explain for me 
the process and the vibration of what this medicine gives because it's different for everybody but mainly it's expanding your consciousness it's expanding your perception it's a psychoactive so um, it is more along the lines of that psychedelic vibration such as LSD really diving deep into our psyche diving deep into our DNA and reconstructing these things and that's not something really that alcohol or weed does so um, yeah that's how I would sum up the mushroom very multi-dimensional very shamanic in nature very therapeutic very healing but also a really deep catalyst for deep healing in our DNA um, can we get addicted to mushrooms? Like I said, it's not very addictive. The fit, the feeling of that um, escapism is what it can be addictive is what I personally think. Or if you have an addictive personality, they can be addictive. Like anything can be addicting if you have an addictive personality. So I'm going to suggest, um, like I said, that you less is more and smart, start with less. Um, mixing them with other substances like I said I wouldn't recommend that especially in the beginning later on as you learn your body and your chemicals that may be something that you would like and dive into that's personally up to you but um, I am not going to recommend that um, and also someone wanted to note the again the importance of integration and the willingness to do their inner shadow or inner shadow work and our commitment to a healthier lifestyle for best results is so important. If you're getting these messages and these insights and you're not taking them seriously, you're not taking this wisdom, you're not integrating this wisdom with your daily life, and you're not willing to look at your shadow and look at what the medicine presents, because really what a bad trip is, is our shadow just showing us something. It's showing us a projection of how we can change things. So we really have to honor and understand that that is a very important part to be committed to a healthy, healthier lifestyle for best results. Not everything is going to, um, not everything is going to just work like that. And nothing really works like that without effort either. You can't just take these medicines, take these medicines, take these medicines and expect things to change if you're continuing to do the same patterning in your life. The great thing about mushrooms is that it helps us break down our patterning, especially those addictive patternings or those things that we do that aren't really helpful or healthy for us in our day-to-day life. So committing ourselves to a healthier lifestyle is extremely, extremely important if we want to see results in um, working with this mushroom, working with the psilocybin. We have to commit to ourselves and our highest evolution. Um, Someone also brought forth microdosing before bed to stimulate lucid dreams. Um, This is very, very um, true. Um, as it, when you do a little small microdose, it's creating that more, uh, that more visual, uh, space and working on the frontal cortex of the brain. So it's connecting different things and it's moving through the calcification. Um, personally, this is, um, how my mom gets most of her messages from her loved ones is when she microdoses before bed, she will, uh, see them in her dreams and they will give her messages for, her um, day-to-day life or uh, something that is important in her life that she's just not seeing in her waking life, it will come through through the dream world. And that's a really beautiful example that I can share. Um, Can mushrooms be dangerous? Anything can be dangerous, especially if we abuse it. If we're not honoring this medicine, like I said, like I did in the beginning of my journey, I did not honor 
the medicine. I did not know how to create a relationship with the plant medicine. I just took it and took it. And it was a really a, a lab rat with myself, experimenting on myself with how this medicine. And I did the same thing with LSD. And um, my beginning journey, um, I didn't mix them, but I would do LSD one day. And then maybe two days later, I would do mushrooms. Um, and I, it was not positive. And I'm not sharing that to influence anyone to do that. I'm sharing that because it was terrible for my uh, brain. It was terrible for my chemicals and I don't recommend doing that to anybody. And um, anything we abuse can be dangerous. That's why I really strongly advise taking small amounts, um, doing our research beforehand, setting our set and setting and understanding why we want to participate in this medicine. What is what is calling you to the mushroom? What is this calling you to the psilocybin therapy? Um, and the last question we got um, was strains that can bring us back from psychosis. And there really is no uh, specific strain that can bring you back from psychosis. I would just recommend um, laying off. Um, and that's what I had to do for a little bit and possibly just small um, uses of microdosing, but also a lot of movement therapy and possibly even um, investing in a therapist if that is something that has happened to you because therapy and community really, really, really can be supportive in that time. And to be honest, the world is in a psychosis type of state right now as a collective. So therapy is huge and talking these things out is huge and it's going to help us get back on track but as far as strains personally i would not recommend doing more mushrooms if you are experiencing a psychosis type of um, state of mind and possibly uh, microdosing depending on your chemicals and what works best for you so um that's all i have for this top sliver just this crust of this beautiful plant medicine it's multi-dimensional so i just wanted to give the warnings the basic knowledge that we can um just kind of listen to and understand and digest and see do i have depression do i have addictive therapies do i have insomnia is mushroom therapy something that is um, going to be helpful for me and um, really wanted to uh, pay homage to that beautiful film that Paul Samet created. It is a fantastic fungi that will really, really help you understand the natural world of mushrooms, how they come to be, and um, the art of decomposing, because really mushrooms, it's like a decomposition, and it's a rebirthing type of medicine. That's why I personally, as a Scorpio, really love it, because it allows... Um, certain parts I can even feel at certain points the certain neurons that are um, that have been burned out um, kind of being renewed and rebuilt and um, doing new neuro pathways that allow me to course a new uh, state of mind or a new pattern and set rest to an old pattern that wasn't working so the art of um, death and rebirth is very very close to these um, mushrooms as you will see in the fantastic fungi film how it talks about how decomposition is really a huge part of the uh, the mushroom growing process and how fungi um, even grows so that is all I have for this podcast I hope I answered your questions I hope I was able to inspire you to be safe with plant medicines I hope I was able to open your minds and kind of crack open the um 
the door to you understanding psychedelics a little bit more and these psychoactive medicines and also to really respect them and to be as careful as we possibly can because these are wisdom teachers they're here to help us but if we abuse them um, we're really abusing ourselves and we will have consequences to pay for it and they may not look like the ways that we envision but they are definitely still there this is so 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 much fun for me to create really i i have a such a passion for um healing in general but especially plant medicines and especially mushrooms as they really 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 are my medicine and as i've learned to dance with them and understand and i was taught how to respect them i really really honor this medicine as a deep healing agent because like i said i have always had chronic depression i'm a very very empathetic watery being and I feel the pains of the earth and have ever since I was little and always thought that I was cursed with that and that there was no way to move through it and I wouldn't know how to move through it and um, the plants of psilocybin mushrooms have really allowed me a gateway to understand um, that my sensitivity and my hypersensitivity is a gift it's not a curse and how to move through it and to just continue to be creative because being creative is dancing with it and dancing with that sadness and creating something from that sadness and that's so 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 very important so much can be created when we remove these blockages of the mind and these diseases of the mind so that is all I have for you guys today. I hope it was a great podcast to listen to. If you have any other topics, please email them to me. Uh, angelofcups at gmail.com is my email. I absolutely love taking ideas from you guys because I want to fill in the blanks to all the burning yearning questions that you have on um, plant medicines or metaphysical topics or other realm topics or anything really involving magic and alchemy that's my realm and it brings me such great joy and purpose fulfilled to be able to bring this information to you guys in full and answer your questions Um, i hope you guys have an amazing amazing rest of leo season we have a full moon on sunday another one in aquarius be bold be expansive be ready for new be ready for surprises be ready for the unknown and um, be in your heart be in your joy be in your love and be positive with expanding and expanding new ways for this new earth to arise we're going to be talking a lot more about the new earth and what we're anchoring in and certain ways we can navigate what is going on in our world to this day and how we can stay above the madness by staying in our hearts and staying in our love and releasing all the heavy weight and all the heavy patterning that has been programmed within us so again if you have any other topics that you really are burning or have questions for involving anything involving um, alchemy or metaphysical topics or magic plant medicine um, energetics of any kind please email them angelofcups at gmail.com I love you guys so much. This was such a joy. Again, thank you for allowing me to channel this information through and create it for you guys. Have an amazing full moon. Have an amazing rest of Leo season and have a perfect beginning of Virgo season. Get organized. Get your space clean. Clear out the clutter. And let's get on board with our health of the mind, body, and spirit and integrate all of this as a holistic system and work together because we came here to do this together and work together the more on board 
people we have with this positive notion of healing, looking at our shit and getting past our shit and creating better ways to be human and better ways to function and be human and better systems to implement the most important and that is why I'm here on this planet at this time and most likely why you're here listening to this podcast as well so with that I'm finished have an amazing 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 rest of your week so 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 much love till next time